0: WFUV's Disharmony podcast is sponsored by Aspiration, the credit card that rewards customers for going carbon neutral to help combat climate change. One card, zero carbon footprint. Learn more at aspiration.com slash credit. Aspiration Financial, LLC.
1: Dear journalists who have called us hypocrites, you're right. That was the start of an open letter published in 2019 over a hundred musicians, actors, and celebrities were responding to widespread criticism of their unsustainable lifestyles. Among the high-profile names signing the letter were David Byrne, Brian Eno, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Imogene Heap. They publicly advocate for climate action and affiliate themselves with activist groups like Extinction Rebellion, but many journalists and climate activists are skeptical because, for the most part, These musicians, actors, and celebrities lead extremely high-carbon lifestyles. The letter acknowledges that, reading, We live high-carbon lives, and the industries that we are part of have huge carbon footprints. Like you, and everyone else, we are stuck in this fossil fuel economy, and without systemic change, our lifestyles will keep on causing climate and ecological harm. They admit their lifestyles and careers do a lot of damage to the environment. But the letter insists that musicians, actors, and other celebrities still play an important role in the fight against climate change. They write, The media exists to tell the public the truth. Right now, there has never been a more urgent need for you to educate yourselves on the climate and ecological emergency, and to use your voices to reach new audiences with the truth. How important are artists' voices to the climate movement? How is the music industry changing to become more sustainable? Courtney Bergseeker with WFUV News, and this is Disharmony, How Music is Responding to Climate Change. In this series, I'm sitting down with musicians, authors, and organizations to talk about music and climate change. In this episode, we'll hear from a folk musician about how it can be difficult to be environmentally friendly while touring. We'll also hear from an organization that works with touring artists and bands to reduce their overall carbon footprint. Ray Zaragoza is an independent folk artist based in Los Angeles. The lyrics in her songs call for social and environmental justice, and they relate her experiences as an indigenous woman of color. Zaragoza gained national attention in 2016 when she released a song about protesting the Dakota Access Pipeline, called In the River. She and her brother made a music video for the song. It shows images from the protests and shares information about the dangers the pipeline poses to the Sioux Tribe at Standing Rock and to the environment. As a musician who sings about protecting the environment, Zaragoza says she feels a responsibility to act in a sustainable way. But it can be challenging as a growing artist.
2: In the river is our sisters and our
1: brothers We are camping out for each other
2: stronger when we band together and we're standing up for the water don't poison the future away
1: what made you start to think about the environmental impact of touring so yeah i'm i'm a
2: believer that um, that touring in general is not an a very environmentally friendly practice Um, as we know, flying is really not great for the environment, driving, um, but you know, flying is worse. (laughs) Um, and just like the kind of on the go environment that touring is, it's a lot of takeout. It's a lot of plastic water bottles that a lot of touring camps have moved on from and have gotten a lot, you know, better with reusable, but, you know, like, there are times when you're touring where like you're just running around and like the venue gives you plastic water bottles and you're thirsty and you drink one. And there's just like a lot of that, like on the go, like, you know how that is. Like when you're moving fast, it's a lot harder to control your behavior. Um, when you're home, you know, like I don't use, um, paper towels in my home, but when I'm on the road, I use paper towels all the time. I use paper napkins because I don't have a washer dryer to clean my napkins. I don't have a lot of my, um, my usual things and my products and, you know, the things that I use to like lower my carbon footprint. Um, it's just not as easy, um, on the road. And so, um, you know, I actually was on this, I was listening to a panel, um, a few years back and Ani DeFranco, they were asking her about what would it look like to have a less, you know, carbon heavy touring. And she talked about um, doing more regional touring and local touring and how, you know, what if like we spent more time really as artists nurturing our local communities with our music, or just like, you know, for me, I can, uh, if I drive, like I have a hybrid, like if I could drive um, and do more shows in California and in Nevada and on the West Coast and really focus on that region, like that could actually be really good and not have to fly as many places and have a bit more of a controlled environment when I'm touring. Um, You know, with all that said, of course, like I love traveling, I love flying to different countries. I love, um, playing my music for people of all walks of life all over the world. So it's, it is kind of this like double-edged sword of like, okay, well, if we scale back, um, we're also not able to send our, our message and play our music for people who aren't close by.
1: Is there a past touring experience you look back on and think about how you could have been more environmentally friendly?
2: The simplest thing is plastic water bottles, but that's like the first thing that comes to mind. You know, I used to put on my rider, like, please have water backstage. And I realized after that tour, it's like, no, like I need to say, please have, um, you know, filtered, like, a you know, just like, just like a, a water refill station or just have like um, a Brita so I can fill it up in the in the sink or instead of asking for water, which ends up being plastic water bottles, how can I ask for something in a way that is environmentally friendly?
1: How do you view your personal responsibility to act in a sustainable way while touring? I think about how like if I'm
2: going to be you know speaking about environmentalism if I'm going to be talking passionately about it singing passionately about it I have to practice what I preach I have to walk the walk and so I think that there's I'm but I'm also absolutely still a student and I'm still learning about ways um to be better and so I think that I you know for me it's like when I'm traveling and I'm playing these songs and I'm touring, I definitely have to be mindful about what I'm doing off stage and not just what I'm doing on stage. And so, um, so yeah, I, I absolutely think it's a bigger responsibility and well, I think it should be a responsibility for everyone, but I absolutely know that people are inspired by what I sing about. So I also have to make sure that my behavior is reflecting, um, my beliefs and the beliefs that I, um, I speak about in my music, because, you know, all of us intellectually know what's right or what we want to do or, or what, you know, is good for the environment, but we don't always act on it. So I think as an artist, I'm always trying to do, to do good and always trying to be aligned with what I'm with, with what I'm uh, speaking about and singing about.
1: Why is it important for artists to continue to sing about the climate crisis despite the problems with the industry?
2: I think it's important because I think that we're not like, we don't need to be resigned to this idea that touring and and being a musician is like bad for the environment because the art of it isn't, it's just the practice um, that we've done for so long, um, you know, of like, you know, musicians having a private jet that flies somewhere different every single day, which is terrible for the environment. Like we don't have to move forward in that model, we can change and we can do things in a way that's more sustainable. And it's our job to pave that road, you know? Um, and how can we as musicians, as independent musicians, as, as major record labels, as people with influence in the music industry, how can we join together and think of solutions? Tons of venues and festivals are, are really doing the work. Um, and we need to applaud those folks because they are paving the way for the rest of us. And um, you know, I think it's easy to put it on the artists, but like sometimes the artist doesn't have as much control as the venues and the booking uh, agents and the um, the major labels to really try to adjust what is normal and what is acceptable. I think music is important in all movements, especially um, the movement for Mother Earth, because music is a way to, you know, like when we're trying to create change, there's only so much we can be talked at. There's only so much we can be in- informed. We have to feel and music gives us that feeling. You know, I did an event uh, for the TED countdown and it was all, you know, speakers on on climate and it's a, you know, in between every speaker, they had a performer who was singing from the heart, um, basically everything that they're speaking about, but like singing about it. And I think that it's really important because I think there needs to be a soundtrack to every movement, and the songs keep us moving, and the songs like remind us why we're doing this, and they remind us of the emotion behind it, and not just the information that can oftentimes be very, uh, you know, stressful and difficult to hear. And so, for me, I think music is is like the emotional um, comfort and like backbone of every movement and um you know i think for me like my mission as a as an artist is always to uh create songs that both start conversations but also provide comfort for folks who who are a part of or par- who are a part of the movements that i'm singing about
1: what are the challenges of prioritizing sustainability as a growing artist
2: sometimes because i get shows last minute or i get shows um just trying to pop around everything that will have me everyone that wants me to on their festival wants me to open for them the tour routing is not always ideal and so sometimes i'm here and then i'm flying up there and then i'm flying down here and like i'll take five flights in one week which is just like first of all unsustainable for the environment but also like unsustainable for my mental health <laughs> which is also very important and um I think as a starting out artist, you just feel this pressure to have to show up to everything that wants you there because you feel like you are indebted um, because you're starting out and because you don't have that leverage of saying no. Um, but I think that, um, you know, as I build more in my career, I'm able to say no a little bit more. Um, but also, it's hard because you're balancing these two desires of wanting to be environmentally sustainable and also wanting to pursue your career and to, um, and you know, to get in front of more people around the world who are going to enjoy your music. So I think that's a huge challenge for independent artists starting out artists. Um, And I, I I don't really know what the solution is for that. I think that that's something I'm still exploring. And how can we lift each other up as independent artists, to make sure that we're creating a more sustainable environment for each other. Um, but I think that's something that is is difficult i think those in power are the ones that need to help the ones that don't have as much power the independent artists um and so you know like i said i think it's really in the hands of a lot of the gatekeepers a lot of the the people up the major labels and then the venues and and uh the bands that are headlining um to make sure that they're creating a more sustainable environment for their opening acts how can you take, 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 and not appreciate the soil? Don't let this black snake contaminate our drinking water.
1: This is for our sons and daughters. That was folk musician Ray Zaragoza. Like Zaragoza, Lara Seaver understands the environmental impact of touring, Siever is the director of projects for a nonprofit organization called Reverb. Reverb partners with artists, music festivals, and venues to lower the overall carbon footprint of the live music industry. They've worked with artists and bands like The Lumineers, Dead and Company, and Harry Styles to reduce waste from their shows and to connect them with carbon-fighting projects to offset the impact of their tours. At live music performances, Reverb engages with audience members to get them talking about the climate crisis. Could you tell me a little bit about the organization's background?
0: So Reaver was founded in 2004 by Adam Gardner, who's in the band Guster and had been touring for a long time at that point already, maybe 15 years at that point. And his wife, um, now wife, then girlfriend, Lauren Sullivan, who had a background in environmental nonprofit work. She worked for the Rainforest Action Network and a parks organization in Brooklyn. And so they were living very sustainably at home. And Adam was realizing that the music industry and the touring specifically industry was not that, not um, able really, or in a place that they prioritized sustainability in any way. The iconic image of a field of plastic bottles as you leave is you, yeah that's what it was so we're talking you know, early 2000s and he would talk to his friends who were in bands who were touring on very large scales and they all agreed it was horrible but what are you going to do about it it's the disposable nature of the industry was sort of the prevailing thought so adam and lauren at home um, legend goes lauren thought about it over a sink of dishes and decided that they would figure out what they were going to do about it so they um called on their friends, the band Naked Ladies, say like, be our test subjects for the summer. Let us just get on your tour, figure out what we can do, figure out what we can do backstage, figure out how we can engage fans and causes in a more meaningful way. And like, like let's just work through this. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Lauren herself went out in a van and followed that tour around and figured it out. And since then we've refined the process and moved on and done, I believe over 300 major concert tours at this point
1: what are some of the environmental impacts of touring and live performances that Reverb focuses on eliminating?
0: So we focus on reducing. There is, just by the nature of what's happening, an environmental footprint. So there's the waste footprint, of course. And very early on, recycling was something that didn't exist heavily and was important. So Um, supporting that. And of course, we've evolved beyond that being the be-all end-all of environmentalism now. Um, But waste management systems are important. Cutting down waste to begin with, um, whether that's by using reusables and refillable bottles instead of single-use plastic, um, those kind of, you know, in catering, in concessions, whatever can be done to use the least impactful um, products is super important. And then um, looking at energy use, looking at Efficiencies, you know, all the bigger scale things that the industry is starting to pay more attention to. We're absolutely happy and thrilled to be having those conversations, and then we're talking about um, looking at the footprint that exists and supporting climate projects, um, at least you know, in that footprint. So, carbon fighting projects that we can support that can um, be more than the carbon impact of the tour are super important as well. So, whether that is um, solar or wind, and hopefully it is also impacting communities that need support as well um, and supporting people and planet projects with the um, funds from the tour, that can also put some good back into the world from those things that can't be yet eliminated um, energy-wise. There's also a huge impact of engaging fans in the causes out front. Um, And that was one of the things from the beginning of Reverb was that it was hard for a tour to coordinate a meaningful local impact. And that's what we do um, from the office and then on-site handling all of those details so that we can support local organizations as we come through town with awareness, with volunteer drives, with funding, all of those things can go to these communities. So you do that every single night on 40 dates of a tour. And there's a huge impact across the whole way and some connections and meaningful community engagement that's happened because the band was there. Um, That's not really quantifiable as far as like a carbon footprint goes, um, but really impactful.
1: I read the Lumineers had the first ever climate positive tour. How did Reverb help them accomplish that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we work with the artist very quickly to look at specifically how many miles are the trucks and buses driving? How many hotel rooms are you renting? What venues you're using and how much energy are they using? So we calculate all of that with the tour. And then we look at the fan travel, which is, depending on the tour, 80 90% of a tour's footprint is the fans getting to and from a show. Um, And that's something that artists are starting to pay a little bit more attention to, whether it's working to ensure there's public transit opportunities that are messaged to their fans or shuttle bus opportunities if it's a more remote venue, those kind of things. Super key to look at that. But for the Lumineers tour, we calculated all of that um, as best we could with some generous overestimation to make sure. Um, And then they were able to choose as artists projects to support um, that also supplied clean water to communities in a carbon fighting way um, and protect grasslands and other areas. And they choose these projects and we support them at an amount that's the equivalent of 150% of the footprint of their tour.
1: What does Reverb hope audience members walk away with after going to a show that Reverb partners with?
0: The name Reverb actually comes from the idea that an idea starts at the artist or the kernel and then it reverberates out through the fans. So if they come out with one thing from talking to a fan volunteer at a show, whether it's they left with a reusable water bottle and they're going to use it every day because it's a reminder of this amazing show they went to, or they signed a petition on an issue they didn't even realize existed, or they, yeah, they registered to vote with a partner, they did anything at the show that they just take this little change um, or learn something about their community organizations and they're gonna go volunteer now. They, um, they'll have this reminder of this like fantastic night where we took this energy from the show and then this positive light is shown on these causes that need that support. So if they take any little change home, it's a huge success because that ripples through them talking to their families, to their friends, to their coworkers um, and sharing what they learned there. Um, It's it's not about the tour and the band being perfect backstage. That might be a hundred people on an average tour. And if they're perfect and never use a single bit of plastic on that tour, that's fantastic. And we'll encourage and support that as many ways as we can. But if the 20,000 people out at the show or even 1000 people out at the show um, each do one little thing, that's going to have even, you know, a much bigger impact than those 100 people backstage. So we work with both. And, you know, we're walking the walk backstage and inviting fans to join us in whatever way um, they want to.
1: What's the Music Climate Revolution campaign?
0: So as Reverb, we've worked with, you know, hundreds of tours to design a specific program about something that the tour cares about or a moment, an issue of the moment. Um, and it was a little siloed. So this artist was working on this, and this artist was working on that. And we realized that, especially during the pandemic pause, when we had a moment to look at it from a wider view, it was super important to bring everyone in the industry together with one voice, because that is incredibly impactful, kind of everyone pointing to this one message and what absolutely is our climate emergency, I mean, the issue of our lifetime. What's nice about Music Climate Revolution is every artist or industry partner that's signing on is committing to um, measure and reduce their impact themselves and support carbon fighting projects and use their own voice in whatever way that is, whether that's social media, on stage, having fans talk to fans at shows. They're committing to making actual measurable change, not just saying it's important, but it's important and I'm going to do something about it. I think a lot of artists um, maybe aren't vocal because they don't want to say the wrong thing and the science is changing all the time and they know that they they know it's important. They know they want to be informed, but they don't necessarily know what or how to say it. So Music Climate Revolution is this industry coming together with one voice and direction towards that. So I think being involved in um, in signing on to things like that and making personal commitments is great. Depending on the artist, some don't want to be super look at me, look at what I'm doing about it. It's just a matter of course, and it should be done you know, without a second thought. And that's great, too like just showing that it's just part of doing business, that's fantastic too. So not everyone has to be uh, preaching on stage. We always talk about how not every artist wants to be Bono on there, making it a part of their like stage show to really share their passions. But that's what Reverb can do out in the concourse by connecting fan volunteers around these causes with other fans of the show.
1: What does Reverb believe that the future of eco-friendly music and touring and live performance looks like?
0: I heard an interview with Brian Eno the other day where he talked about ABBA's new hologram tour. And I sort of inwardly cringed because I, well, that's cool. I don't think we're at a place or I'm personally at a place to say that live music needs to go away or only tours via bicycle are appropriate. I think Reverb, while we're leading the industry in the climate fight, we're not necessarily saying that the industry needs to stop all business. And I think it's about using that power of the show and the live music to touch people unlike anything else can and engage them in this fight, Um, that more good than destruction happens from these events is super important. So when that happens throughout the industry, that's going to be super meaningful change. there is a statistic about you know if we added fifty cents to every ticket sold, we could have a sort of a neutral footprint as far as carbon goes across all shows tomorrow. So that you, that kind of piece is the next step. It's not maybe the be all end all spot, but it's the next next step where it becomes part of business as usual.
1: That was Lara Siever, director of projects at Reverb. The music industry has a high carbon footprint because touring artists travel a lot and live music shows create waste. But artists like Ray Zaragoza and organizations like Reverb are working to make the industry more sustainable. They recognize the importance of live performances and imagine a future where live music is less wasteful and has a positive impact on communities. In the next and final episode of Disharmony, We'll hear from a folk artist and an author about writing music about climate change and using your talents to help the climate movement. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think by tweeting at Disharmony underscore WFUV. Special thanks to Ray Zaragoza and Reverb for being part of the podcast, WFUV's George Bodarchy for all his help, Rachel Liesendahl for contributing the cover art, and my dad, Joe Bergseeker, for contributing the music. I'm Courtney Bergseeker with WFUV News, and I'll catch you next time on Disharmony, how music is responding to climate change.